This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. And now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is not only one of my favorite guests, but also one of my favorite people on the planet, and that's Matthew Lawrence. You guys hear me talk about how great Matthew's show, Backspin Golf, is at the top of every show every week. And as Matthew can attest, I listen religiously every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's broadcast on ESPN Radio, WLXG AM 1300, up in Lexington, Kentucky. You can stream it online by going to their site, WLXG.com, or doing what I did, which is download the WLXG app. Matthew does an outstanding job, and his show is so much fun to listen to. I love kicking off my Sundays by listening to Matthew. What you may not know about Matthew Lawrence is, A, he's the best air guitar player on the planet. At least that's what he tells me. And if that wasn't enough, according to a Twitter account, he apparently is drawing up plays this year for the Kentucky Wildcats football team. So it comes as no surprise to me that Kentucky is off to a 5-0 and start this season. The first time they've been ranked in 11 years, number 13 in the country now. And I am honored to have Matthew as a part of the show again tonight. Good evening, Coach. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, as Mr. Wright just said, thank you for that marvelous introduction. But uh, let's get right to this, Chris. Okay? Let's just get right to it. If I'm such one of your favorite people on the planet, how could you possibly Ask me to appear on your show after Ben Wright. How is that possible? I mean, because the only I, person on the planet that could follow Ben Wright is you. Oh boy, you are so not only full of it, but you're really good at it. I mean, really good. Uh, you know, talking about Ben Wright, just sitting listening uh, for the last few minutes uh, to him. My brother Mitchie, who is also a very close friend of yours now. Uh, we had the opportunity many, many times to be at celebrity golf tournaments with Ben. And you're absolutely right in everything you say about him. Um, just treasure of the game is not strong enough. I mean, he's, he truly is a legend. And to sit and anybody that loves the game of golf, if they ever had a chance to sit at a table with him for hours and listen to him tell stories. And you know, the interesting thing, Chris, is I have become, it is impossible for me at this point to to listen to actual golf broadcasts. I mean, I mute almost every golf telecast because I I can't, and this is just my opinion, I, I can't stand the way our announcers cover golf tournaments, especially after listening and watching the European tour, um, because it's as we know, the game of golf is treated differently. It's thought of differently, of course, uh, in Britain and Ireland and in Europe. And I just can't do it. And when I think about Ben Wright, when you just said about you would love to hear him call one more Masters, um, you're absolutely a thousand percent correct. 
Um, he never said anything obvious like they all do now. The mundane was, uh, how about this word, anathema to him. Um, he painted pictures that people don't ever do anymore. Let me say very few do anymore. And so with the kidding around, for me to, to follow Ben Wright on your show, is it's an honor for me. So thanks for having me on, and it's been great talking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should actually talk a, a, a little golf while while I have you. Okay, okay, yeah, because I'm I'm I I don't have very much time. We got a big game against Texas A&M Saturday. I'm drawing up plays, so you know. <laughs> I know I know we're taking you away from from the X's and the O's. So I appreciate yeah. the fact that you drug yourself yeah. away from that. Good job out of you, okay. by the way. Five and zero, oh, first thank, time thank in a long time. So it's clearly yeah, all you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk a little Ryder Cup, my friend. Got to get okay. your thoughts. Why Why did we get waxed last weekend? Well, you know, it's funny. Before uh, the the actual competition started, uh, a good friend of mine, Ryan Ballinger, who is with Golf News Net, um, who's terrific, he put on Twitter that, you know, it says one thing on paper, but he's troubled about what's about to happen, and he thinks Europe might actually win. And I said, even though I don't want it to, I have the same feeling. Um, whenever this, obviously, we haven't won over uh, in Europe since 1993. Obviously, uh, it's about the team. It always is. It's about the 12 guys on each side that are playing. We all play golf. We all know how incredibly hard a game is. And you put the pressure together and all that stuff. But I think what we've seen since the Ryder Cup ended, um, from Sunday night, from the minute they awarded that trophy to Europe, the things that have come out about our team, and certainly not everybody on our team, but certain members of our team, um, explains why we got just drugged after Friday morning. I mean, just taken to the woodshed by those guys. And... um as much as golf is an individual game, and we certainly know that it is, it means more to Europe. Every one of those guys on that European team, David Faraday said something really interesting. He said, when we're growing up as children and we play golf, uh, when we're on the putting green practicing and we have a putt, we say, this is a putt to win the Open Championship. Or... This is a putt to win the Ryder Cup. Those are the two things that matter to Europeans. In America, what you say when you're practicing is, I have a putt to win the U.S. Open. Or I ha it could be one of 50 other things. To Europeans, it's one of two things, the Open Championship or the Ryder Cup. And the camaraderie that those guys have was beautiful to watch and it's not forced it's not faked they don't some of them don't see each other for a while during the year but the second they're getting ready to go wherever they're going they are a true team and they would do anything for each other uh every single member of the european team won at least one point every member um 17 and i to be honest with you it could have been we could have gotten blanked after Friday morning, 
and it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is um, Thomas Bjorn, and not enough people have given him the credit that he deserves, I don't think. Thomas Bjorn has been an incredible captain for that team for a long time. They've been talking about this and planning this, and he's been reaching out to his players for a long time. And the way that golf course was set up um, was brilliant because the one thing the Americans had over the Europeans was uh, power. And that golf course showed more than anything that the PGA Tour is set up for power. And the European Tour, and especially that golf course, is set up for precision and shot making. And that's exactly what the Europeans did. You, I mean, Rory can hit it 340. I get it. But the guys on that team were precise, and somebody called it exquisite golf, and that's what it was. And when you add all those things up, I think it's pretty easy to see why we got waxed. So, Matthew, you know, some of the things that just the game of golf here in the U.S. has had angst about is, you know, how courses are set up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're hearing, you know, ball flies too far, technology too much, blah, 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 right? And it's obsoleting some of the older, you know, courses, that sort right. of thing. Do you think this teaches us, some of the course designers, hey, we don't really need to obsolete these courses. What we need to do is shrink the fairways, grow the rough, and now we can have a course just like what we just saw and, re you know, resurrect, if you will, some mm -hmm. of the courses here. And maybe we change some things out on the tour to match what we just saw uh, over at uh, over at the Ryder Cup. Well, here's the pro I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, I, I think, look, I, I don't know who they're talking about. It's obviously working because they keep having tournaments like they have here on the PGA Tour. There's a tremendous amount of money being made, and so they'll, they're going to keep doing it. They're not going to change the game so that every two, every four years when we go to Europe, we have a chance to win the Ryder Cup. They're not going to do that. But for a long time, we've all been saying, you know what? I, it's great, but every, every time I hear he's got 258 to the pin, he's got a five iron. Every time I hear it, None of us can relate to what they're doing. I mean, you know, half of 1% of all the golfers can relate to that, maybe, if that. So I, I agree with you. I wish they would do that. I wish that they would have it be, you know, I, I know I'm the guy on the porch yelling, get off my lawn, but I wish it, it brought the shot making back into, and they're all great shot makers, but they, these tournaments would, to me, would be so much better. And don't get me wrong, I am not a fan of that golf course of Le Club Nacional. I am not a fan of that golf course. Um, and it's not an excuse as to why we lost. I just, I don't like that golf, that particular golf course. Uh, here's the other thing. I saw a stat that the guys on the European tour, I don't know the exact number, but combined had played something like 78 tournaments on that golf course where they have the French Open, and the Americans have played eight or something. <laughs> so, again, Thomas Bjorn knew what he was doing, and they all knew what they were doing. But to answer your question, I would agree with you. I wish we would do more of uh, shrinking the fairways, growing the rough, and making it more about shot-making than about pure power. A couple more, Matthew, before we let you go. 
I was talking about this with Mr. Wright. I mean, Tiger Woods is record now and force him mm-hmm. in four balls, nine, nineteen, and one. Yeah, yes. we keep sort of running him out there in these sort of, you know, in in, in that format, in those formats. Mm-hmm. Is, is there something that you think or you see why Tiger and whoever they seem to pair him with, outside of perhaps Steve Stricker, um, mm-hmm. struggle so much in in the in those two formats? Well, I. You know, first of all, and I know I heard Mr. Wright say Tiger and Phil, and they are, or have the worst records of anybody that's ever played. I get that. But there are a lot of guys that are that suck at those two formats. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, to use a true journalistic word, they suck at those formats. It's not just the two of them. But because it's Tiger, who arguably it could be considered the greatest to ever play, or definitely one of the top two to ever play the game. Um, it's not, he's always paired with somebody. And so you can't, I don't think you can lay the blame totally with him. Uh, to look at what happened this time. I mean, Patrick Reed would have shot 85 on his own ball paired with Tiger in one of those formats. So it, I think that some of that record is a little bit misleading, but I agree with what, what Ben said also. Um, the European side seems to have the ability to truly leave their egos at the door when they enter this competition, especially in Europe. And for us, it's about individual golf and winning tournaments by yourself and all the things that go with that. And for some reason, Tiger, look, I mean, he's won 80 tournaments and 14 majors and it, it might not be that easy for him to switch it on and off just for three days every two years or every four years. And I kind of understand that. I mean, um, so I, I cut him a little slack. And this time, I think you saw it. I mean, what he's done in the past six weeks is, how about this word too, Chris? Herculean. How about that? Wow. How about that word? Yeah. Uh, anyway. And I think he, from Friday morning, I think in the practice rounds, he looked so tired to me. He looked spent. I mean, we got one big fist pump the whole Ryder Cup competition. I just think, I think he was exhausted and spent, as Ben said. And, but he was still, you know, he was up to, I forget what, number 21 in the world or something and was had just won the tour championship against 30 of the best players on the planet. I mean, so you got to put him up there. He's still Tiger. What he did uh, was astounding. By the way, I agree with you totally about Ben Hogan about that. But um, I think that's part of the whole Ryder Cup thing with him. Matthew, one more, and you mentioned, you know, about some of the things that we have learned in the last, you know, 48 hours that sort of came mm-hmm. out of um, what went on w- between some of the players. And we've seen, yeah. you know, Patrick Reed and his wife start to point the finger, you know, why didn't Jordan want to play with him? And, and we've seen Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson allegedly almost getting into two fights, one on the plane over, mm-hmm. one while they were there in the team room and all that sort of stuff. But Patrick Reed is sort of now painted as the bad guy of golf. And mm-hmm. I found it interesting. Golf Digest put out an article today saying Patrick Reed is exactly what golf needs a villain. Does golf need hmm. an antagonist? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't get that at all. I really don't. Uh, uh, you know, I get it in other sports 
I get it when you're at a basketball game and somebody's on the other team that's a so-called villain in quotes, uh, and you root against them. And I get it in other sports, but I do not get that in golf. Um, and again, just my opinion. Golf is a game of integrity, of uh, all those things we always talk about. And I don't think you need a villain to root for people in golf. I don't, I don't like rooting against someone. I had a conversation with somebody here about Ian Poulter, um, who a lot of people, and obviously, especially in the Ryder Cup, he's considered a villain to all the USA fans. I happen to love Ian Poulter. Um, and I don't root against anybody. Uh, that's just not how I want to watch golf or think about golf. I think it's different. And I, I try to look in, in these competitions, especially, I, I got to tell you, I was very disappointed in the way that the United States team played and that we lost. But I loved that European team. Absolutely loved it. And what they did, I thought was, was the best kind of human part of a golf competition. I thought it was fantastic. And I'll just say to end it, I have never been a fan of Patrick Reed, ever. And it's not because of this Ryder Cup stuff. The the way he's handled himself, some of the things he's done, he's just not my kind of guy. And I think what he did with this Ryder Cup, he threw Jim Furyk under the bus. He threw Jordan Spieth under the bus. Um, the stuff he said about Tiger, I mean, if you want to talk about truly – somebody who's driven by individualism, it's Patrick Reed. Um, and I think, you know, I don't care what his record was with Jordan Spieth and what he did against Rory, that was terrific. But I I think he exhibited in the couple days after the Ryder Cup, the last couple days, I think goes against everything that these competitions are supposed to be about. And it's exactly why one of the big reasons we lost was that thinking. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson are friends. They work out together. Um, I have no idea what happened on the plane or the team room on Sunday night, but uh, all you got to do is look at those two things. And, you know, Patrick Reed's wife getting in a Twitter fight and all this stuff. It's just, it, it was very disheartening to me, actually. And, uh, you know, luckily, we don't have long to wait for golf season because it's already here, Chris. <laughs> we had three days off. I God, I missed golf so much. We had three days off since Sunday night, and now on Thursday we got the new season starting. So Crazy. let's just let's just forget about the Ryder Cup and go on to the 2018-19 golf season <laughs> and who's leading the FedEx Cup point total again. Oh, my Lord. It is crazy. <laughs> anyway, that's Matthew, my two cents. I appreciate it. Uh, before I let you go, let remind our listeners, that even though I do it every week here on the show, but I want you to remind <laughs> them again about your great show, Backspin Golf, your drive time show there in Lexington, Kentucky, and how all of our folks can listen and tune in to continue to hear the great things you do. 8.03 a.m. every Sunday morning uh, through, actually through the end of this month, and I know you hate this, but then we're going to take a little, yeah, I did it last what? year. Don't Now, hold on, Chris. Uh, hold on. Was... I know. Well, 
If you want, at 8.03 every Sunday morning, I'll call you and we'll talk some golf. Ah, okay, now I feel better. Anyway, you can get the app, as Chris said, if you go to WLXD.com. The app is right there. We're on ESPN Sports Radio 1300. You can go to WLXG.com and listen live uh, every Sunday morning through the end of October (laughs) (laughs) from 8.03 till 9 on Saturday morning. I mean, Chris, I got, I'm doing a soccer show. I have basketball starting right after that for the whole season. I'm only one man, Chris. That's my point. (laughs) I'm only one man. I can only do so much. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything to me. It's all about me. No, I know. What what am I going to do now on Sunday morning? Yes. No, I know. That's the point. You sound sound like one of the guys that played on the United States team now. That's what you sound like. (laughs) Uh, and again as i always say you know all of us not just me but you're such an amazing supporter of so many great people um uh, no there's nobody none of our friends do as much for all of us as you do on twitter it's astounding to me and uh it almost makes me want to continue backspin golf all the way through but i'm not doing it so forget it (laughs) Okay. I was so close. So close. Yeah, you were. You were. Uh, Sorry. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, Matthew, now. thank you for your time, my friend. It's always a, a joy and a thrill for me to get to spend some time with you. Thanks for taking time out of your night to come back on the show. Me too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, Matt. All right. That is the great Matthew Lawrence. Again, Backspin Golf, WLXG AM 1300 up in Lexington, Kentucky, WLXG.com to stream it online or download the WLXG app. It's a fantastic show. Always love tuning in and listening to Matthew to kickstart my Sunday mornings. All right, so, folks, it is time for us to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. I want to thank again all of my great guests tonight. It's been so much fun having all of them as part of the show. You know, Matthew Lawrence, John Clappy, and of course, legendary broadcaster Ben Wright. Can't thank all of them enough for taking time out of their night to come and be a part of this show. Uh, I want to remind you how you can check out our show on the on the, uh, on the football side, our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate. Please, every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, we're talking football with five NFL legends who come on and share their stories and their insights. One of those legends, Tony Collins from uh, the New England Patriots comes on and leads us through our five-star picks of the week. So he's there at the bottom of the first hour, taking us through five of the best games in the NFL that week. Uh, but uh, then we have four other legends come on, share their stories, share their insights for what's going on around the game today. I've got the, you know my great co-host Bob Lazari, our wonderful announcer Joe Lajanusa, and that show streams live from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Blog Talk Radio, also available as a free podcast afterwards on iHeartRadio and our great friends over on Podbean that feature us uh, right there in their NFL fan section. Can't thank them enough for their support. And if you just on a side note, if you just love podcasts across all genres, go download the Podbean app or go online to podbean.com because they've got so many great podcasts across so much. Like I say, it's uh, the genre, any genre you're looking for, they got some shows for you. So go check them out. Folks, thank you so much for taking time out of your night and making us a part of your golfing content again this week. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday 
This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.